Welcome to Lighthouse Center's podcast. We are a growing church community in Bacoor. We hope this service inspires you to have a passion for God and compassion for people. Good morning po sa ating lahat. How are you po? And um, nandito na naman po tayo on a, on a sense na sobrang um, medyo mahigpit ulit. And nakaabang na naman tayo on the next announcements. And we continue to pray for our country. Patuloy po natin ipinapanalangin ng ating bansa. And hopefully po you are still finding this time na um, instead of being rattled of what is happening o nararattle tayo sa kung ano ang susunod na mangyayari, ay nahanap natin ang Diyos sa pamamagitan ng panalangin. I hope po that we are finding God in these moments and He will be our comfort. That He is our comfort and our refuge sa mga panahon na medyo mahirap. Okay lang po ba kayo? Kamusta po kayo? Ayan. And sige po, um, before we start, let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you, Panginoon, na dinala niyo kami dito, Lord, although we are here virtually, God, sa iba't ibang lugar. I pray, Lord, that you will uh, be with us and that your power, Lord, will not be limited, Lord, sa layo namin, sa isa't isa. Pero Lord, ang presence ninyo ang pupunta at ang iikot, ang magbabago ng buhay ang pupilot. Salamat sa inyo, Lord. Tataas ka namin sa pangalan ni Jesus. Amen and amen. Today po, we will be reading from the book of Micah. And um, kakaiba po because we will be reading from the Old Testament and from a prophet na siguro po, maikli lang po ang libro ng Micah. And Actually, Micah is one of the Old Testament prophets. And the context of the book of Micah is actually the story of the Israelites, of course. And Micah is a prophet giving judgments and prophecies to the land of Israel. Now, ang kwento po kasi ng book of Micah is that Israelites have failed God. Uh, they failed God and they have broken their covenant with the Lord. Israel sinned and offended God. Alam naman po natin, di ba, that this is actually the plot or the story of the Israelites that there is a covenant, a covenant from their fathers and for the whole land, para sa kanilang lahat. And majority of the Old Testament would be a history of these people offending God, sinning against Him, and violating the covenant that they have with the Lord. Okay lang po ba kayo ngayong umaga? Ayan, ngitean nga po natin yung screen. <laughs> Sige po, um, uh, just make your presence known on the comment box siguro. You say amen or praise God. There, you know, ako may gusto kang kamustahin, pwede mo silang kamustahin dyan on the YouTube chat. And alam niyo po, dito is that Israel, and offend, Israel sinned and offended God. But it did not end just with their offenses and sins. Hindi lang natapos na basta na offend nila si Lord at nagkasala sila. But actually, the book of Micah is a revelation on how the Lord would like to deal with them from, this, from their sins. Kaso, may sumunod na sagot ang mga Israelita. And it is that more than the offense and more than the sins, their response actually brought them into a greater destruction and damnation. So parang pinagsabihan na sila ni Lord through Prophet Micah, And that is actually the book of Micah. If you will see the structure of book of Micah, 
isasabihin doon yung offense nila, then afterward, afterwards is a word of hope. Tapos sasabihin ulit yung offense, then a word of hope. But you know, pag tinignan natin dito is that pagkatapos kang pagsabihan, sumagot ka pa. Alam mo yun, yung parang ganun. Nagkasala ka, nagkaroon ka ng pagkakamali, nasubukan na po ba natin yun? Hindi ba doon pinaka nagagalit yung mga magulang natin? Kapag sumasagot pa tayo. Nagkamali na, pinagalitan, tapos sumagot pa tayo. And that is actually the story of the Israelites during this time. And let's try to look at Micah chapter 2 verse 6. I will be reading some few verses from the book of Micah. And it says here, sabi niya, sabi niya, do not prophesy. Okay, I'm just giving you, I'm just citing some verses para makita ninyo kung paano yung sagutan nila. Ang sabi dito is, do not prophesy, their prophets say. Do not prophesy about these things. This grace will not overtake us. Can you see the confidence of the Israelites during this time? Do not prophesy to us. Hindi kami mapapahiya dito. Huwag mo kaming balaan. Yan yung sinasabi niya kay Prophet Micah. Now, Prophet Micah, it might sound feminine, pero lalaki si Prophet Micah. Okay? So, parang, do not prophesy. Wag. In Micah chapter 3 verse 11, ang sabi niya dito is that, Yet they lean on the Lord and say, Is not the Lord among us? No harm can come upon us. Ngayon, nagsasabi na si Prophet Micah ng oracles o ng mga prophecy. Ng mga yari, nagre-rebuke na siya, siya sabi niya na kung ano yung tama at mali, at nagkakamali yung Israel. At ang sabi na Diyos, ang sabi ng mga tao sa kanya, hindi ba't kasama namin ang Diyos? Hindi kami makakaranas ng paghihirap. Nothing can harm us. Kasama namin si Lord eh. That's the answer of the Israelites during that time. But Prophet Micah was brought by the Lord in order to give the judgments to Israel. To give judgments to Israel. And this is how they responded. Hindi po ba ironic na how they ended up believing that they are loved by God. Yan po natin ha. Naniwala ng sobrang Israel saan? Na mahal na mahal sila ng Diyos. Pero sa parehong paniniwala na yon, yun din yung nagdala ng katigasan ng puso nila. Are we getting this? That because they known, because they know, they have known that God loves them, they also harden their hearts. And they no longer listen. Hindi nila pinakinggan si Prophet Micah. They closed their hearts, their ears, and their eyes in the judgment and word of God. Israel has this strong confidence to God. Alam niyo po, and it is during this time, actually, the, during this time, mataas kasi yung pamumuhay eh, ng Israel eh. Pinagpapala sila. And so as they see themselves as well, that God blesses them, and that God is with them, at nasa isa silang economic, and sa, sa isang economic na, 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 na improvement or de- development. Stable sila as a nation and Micah just appeared giving them judgments. Indeed, Israel felt safe and loved, secured and sure. And they are saying that God won't punish us. God will not punish me. That's the voice of Israel during that time. But you know, the message of Prophet Micah comes very powerful. He tries to say here that Assyria Assyria and Babylon 
will destroy the Northern Territory. Alam natin na nahati sila sa dalawa. You have Judah and Israel. You have Jerusalem and Samaria. At ito na, sinasabi na ni Prophet Micah. Kasi katulad ng si Prophet Amos, si Prophet Amos ang sa Israel. Ngayon, si Prophet Micah ang para sa Judah. At ang sinasabi naman niya is that wala na, sasakupin na tayo ng Assyria at Babylon. Nagagalit ang Diyos sa atin. The Israelites have committed many sins during this time and they have offended God. The prophets and leaders during this, that time, hindi rin sila niwala sa propeta and they hold tightly into this idea that God is with them and that God is for them. Alam niyo po kasi yung mga Israelites is that nakita natin to kahit sa New Testament, hindi po ba? Na iba yung pagtingin kapag ikaw ay Israelita. Kapag ikaw ay isang Hudyo. Iba sa mga hintil. Because they have this proud spirit, some, somehow, they have this idea that God is with them. We are God's chosen people. And sa tingin niyo po ba, saan, saan tayo makaka-adapt pagdating sa idea na to? Actually, it is also the same with us today. That we feel like we are all saved and that God has chosen us. And that God is with us. Hindi ba? That Medyo irrevocable yun eh. So, alam niya yun na pinili sila ng Diyos. And that God won't leave them. Hindi ganun. Hindi, hindi, hindi sila paparusahan. Hindi sila mahihirapan. At kung pinag-uusapan natin yung grace, may grace talaga para sa kanila, di ba? Hindi lang sa New Testament yung idea ng grace. May grace talaga para sa kanila. Kasi kahit anong gawin nila, ano? Anak sila ng Diyos. Anak sila ng Diyos. That is their idea. We are God's chosen people. Kami ang anak ng Diyos. So God won't leave us. He will never forsake us. So they really believe that God is with them and is for them. Why am I trying to drive this out? Why, why am I pointing this out? Because today, our topic is, I think you already saw the title, and it's What Grace Is. Ano ba ang habag at ano ba ang biyaya? Because I believe that this is the issue that the prophet Micah tries to address, tries to address with the people of Israel. That sometimes believing that God loves us, fully believing that God loves us and that God is with us and that God is for us. Minsan nagbabago kung ano yung ibig sabihin ng biyaya at ng pag-ibig ng Diyos para sa atin. And it is that same grace and love that people believe during the time of the Israelites. Yung pinaniwalaan nilang pag-ibig ng Diyos para sa kanila ay yung parehong pag-ibig na bumulag ng katotohanan para sa kanila. Sinong makakarelate dito ngayon? Amen. And their story is that different from our story, believing that God has saved us, amen? That God loves us. That God is for us, amen? That every time tayo mga tao pinaniniwalaan natin na kasama natin ang Diyos, mga tagalaytos sa niniwala na kasama tayo ng Diyos, pinatawad tayo ng Diyos, tanggap tayo ng Diyos, mahal tayo ng Diyos. But sometimes we really have to filter it out. Ano ba talaga ang coverage nito? Ano ba talaga yung limit nito? Talaga bang habang buhay na ganito yung sitwasyon? At sa kahit anong sitwasyon ay walang magbabago. 
what if a prophet Micah come into us today saying that you have to change? That God is angry with you. Would we believe him or we will say, Mahal ako ni Lord eh. Kasama ko sa, and I'm confident of that. Would we believe him or not? So today we'll lean on the verses from the book of Micah. We will read from Micah chapter 7, verse 7 to 9. And it says here, But as for me, I watch in hope for the Lord. I wait for my God, my Savior. For God, my Savior. My God will hear me. And in verse 8, it says, Do not gloat over me, my enemy. Though I have fallen, I will rise. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. And in verse 9, it says, Because I have sinned against him, I will bear the Lord's wrath until he pleads my case and uphold my cause. He will bring me out into the light. I will see his righteousness. You know, may lang po yung verse natin. It's only three verses. But I would like to start with the last verse in verse 9 on which we read. Sabi niya doon is that, ang sabi niya is, because I have sinned against him, I will bear the Lord's wrath. And it started actually where? It started when the prophet admitted of his own sinfulness. Alam niyo po, one thing that we have to understand on all of the verses about repentance, last time we have studied Psalm 51, and we know that it started with what? Inaamin ko na may kasalanan ako. At dito rin, sa verse ni Micah, Sa so verses on Micah, ang sinasabi niya dito is that I admit that I am sinful. I have sinned against God. And every repentance starts with sinfulness. We cannot skip this process of acknowledgement and recognition of our sins and hopelessness. And this is what we usually miss. Alam niyo po yun, that sometimes ito yung nami-miss natin eh. Kapag dating ng grace, kapag nakilala na natin yung grace, kapag nakita na natin yung grace, we overlook what? We overlook the recognition of our sin. We do not acknowledge anymore that we should have been hopeless. And that grace overtakes what? Repentance. Grace overtakes discipline. Nakalimutan na lahat. Ang nakita na lang natin is yung biyaya. Yung grace that comes with it. Alam niyo po yun that Grace sometimes comes too overwhelming that we forget that sins have weight. May kabigatan, may bigat ang kasalanan. At kailangan pa rin nating i-acknowledge. O kaya naman, when, when sin tries to bother us, or when the conviction comes, ang sinasabi na rin natin is, Uy, tumanggap na ako, napatawad na ako. Sa iba ka nalang magsabi, hindi pa nila nare-receive si Lord. Alam ko na, napatawad na ako, okay na. And silently within our hearts, we continue to sin. Because grace overshadows everything. And we cannot follow that process of the first recognition and the acknowledgement of sin. That sin no longer bothers us. Hindi na nakakabother yung kasalanan. Hindi po ba? Nanonormalize na rin natin pati yung kasalanan sa buhay natin. And that we even come into asking and questioning if this is still sin. 
na sometimes napapabago na nga natin yung prinsipyo ng mundo, yung prinsipyo ng buhay natin, yung prinsipyo ng Biblia, in order to twisting it out because we believe that there is grace that waits for it. Amen? May kapatawaran naman eh. The line might look simple, but here it says, tingnan po natin ah, I have sinned against him, sabi niya. And you know, in the following verse, it says, I will bear the Lord's wrath. I will bear the Lord's wrath. Now, this is something new to us. Amen? To people who believes that there is grace in every part. Pero ang sabi niya dyan, ano, tatanggapin ko ang galit ng Diyos. It's not in the progress of us accepting grace that there should also be a portion that we will accept the wrath of God. Have we tried saying this when we commit something wrong? Kapag tayo po ba yung nagkakasala, nasasabi natin ito sa Diyos. Nasabi natin na, Lord, sorry. Natanggapin ko kung ano man yung parusa. Natanggapin ko kung galit ka man. Because I know that I have offended you. Have we ever tried saying this when we commit something wrong? O naririnda rin tayo kapag naririnig natin yung salitang galit ang Diyos? Galit ang Diyos? Para kasi hindi siya nagmamatch eh sa grace na pinaniniwalaan ko. But you know, here's grace. During the time of the Old Testament, here's Micah saying that this is the proper way for us to repent and to ask for forgiveness and to declare this grace. Sabi niya doon, aaminin ko na nagkakasala ako at ang susunod doon, ano? Tatanggapin ko kung ano man ang sinasabi ng Diyos. Nakapalit ng lahat ng ito. Kung galit ang Diyos, I will bear it. I will bear the Lord's wrath. Have we ever tried saying this kapag tayo ay nagkakamali or we are overtaken by the thought that God is just fine with us? Okay lang naman si Lord na nagkamali ako. Okay lang si Lord na nagkaroon ako ng kasalanan. Hindi siya nagagalit na Lord. Hindi siya nagagalit kahit kailan. If God is not like that, where is justice? And where is righteousness to His godliness? To Him being God. A God who is holy and who is righteous. Totoo ba? Na hindi yun dapat nagmamatch? Yung God's wrath at saka yung God's grace? That we can just choose one over the other? And we cannot choose both? And that is not in the character of God? If grace doesn't show you that there is a wrath awaiting for you in every sin, there is something wrong with that grace. Because that is not the full grace we know and the Bible shows. Kapag walang galit ni Lord dyan sa grace na tinatanggap natin, there is something wrong with that. Because it will imbalance that faith. It will imbalance that grace. It will reduce hindi kompleto yung karakter ni Lord na nakukuha natin. And without us admitting our sinfulness, there is no need to receive grace. Kapag hindi natin inamin yung kasalanan natin, walang pangangailangan sa, pag, sa habag at sa biyaya. 
sa kapatawaran. And wala rin, there is no comfort without the essence of pain and consequence. Wala rin comfort kung walang galit. Diba? Bakit kayo comfort? Wala namang galit. Bakit ka kailangan pakalmahin kung wala namang na-offend o nahirapan? Before we appreciate the grace of God, we, fut- we should first know how bad are the things that we deserve. Hindi natin pwede tipirin yung pagkakakilala natin sa pagiging makasalanan natin. Hindi natin pwedeng tipirin at sabihin, konti lang yun. Hindi naman yun masadong masakit. Hindi ko na-offend si Lord. Before we appreciate the grace, we should know the extent of our sinfulness. Grace shall first lead to brokenness. Grace calls you to brokenness. Understanding that God in His righteousness is angry. Na ang Diyos ay galit sa kasalanan. Ang unang-unang hakbang patungo sa pagkakakilala if there really is grace is that we should know and we should first understand that we shall be broken. And that brokenness comes into an understanding that God is not fine with us. And in our sins. And we have to bear that wrath. Kailangan nating dalihin at tanggapin ang galit na yun. Alam niyo po yun? Kasi, ang grace kasi ang alam ko, hindi nagalit si Lord eh. Pag nagalit siya, hindi na yung grace, di ba? Dapat nagkasala ka na, nakangiti pa rin siya. Tama? Wala namang grace dito. Lagi na lang silang galit. Di ba? Itong kasama ko, kristyano na, walang ka-grace-grace. Kailangan may parusa palagi. Kailangan gumanti palagi. Hindi ba yun tama? Kaya sabi ko bang okay lang na magalit, gumanti, manakit? You know, grace starts when we become aware and we have accepted that it has that way. That it has that way. May ganun siyang bigat. Nahanda dapat tayong humarap. Saan sabi niya doon? I will bear the wrath of God. I will bear His wrath. Dadalihin ko yun. Kasi minsan, what do we do with grace? We use it as our scapegoat, hindi ba? Hindi na ako dapat matakot kasi hindi naman siya magagalit kasi niya may kapatawaran. Pero dumating na ba tayo sa tono ng Diyos humarap sa Kanya ng natatakot dahil alam natin na maraming pagkakamali sa buhay natin at marami tayong atraso. Hindi kaya yung grace is yung itsura nating nanginginig pero lumalapit pa din. Isn't that how we activate it? Not coming to that, not coming to the throne of God is standing straight as if we did everything right. But coming to the throne of God nang walang lakas at nanghihina. Dahil hindi na natin kaya yung hiya na ibinigay ng kasalanan sa buhay natin. Are we getting this? That we shall come to the throne of God broken and understanding the weight of every sin that we did. Subukan na ba nating umupo na lang, tumahimik, at tanggapin na, Lord, 
galit ka ba sa akin? Lord, na-offend kita. You know, a German theologian, a young German theologian, wrote about this interesting topic of the cause of discipleship. At alam nyo, very, 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 very bold siya when it comes to this topic. Actually, ang tawag niya dito is cheap grace. You know, bon- Bonhoeffer wrote this. At ang sabi niya dito is that cheap grace is the preaching of forgiveness without requiring repentance. Baptism without church discipline. We don't like that, di ba? We don't believe in discipline. We just believe in grace. We don't believe in turning away from sin. We believe in what? That God accepts sin. Baptism without church discipline. Communion without confession. Absolution without personal confession. Cheap grace is grace without discipleship. Grace without the cross. And grace without Jesus Christ living and incarnate. Are we getting this? That in what we are doing, we are devaluing grace. That without us being broken of our sins, we are devaluing grace. We reduce yung value niya. You know, before we appreciate a thing, we must know the value. And the value of grace depends where? The value of grace depends on the recognition of our sins. Yung halaga ng biyaya ay nakadepende sa kung gano'n natin kinilala yung pagiging malalim ng kasalanan na meron sa buhay niya. The grace that you might be receiving today is cheap. Amen? The grace that we might be receiving today is actually this cheap grace. You know why? Because we miss out to recognize the depths of our sin. True grace shall first teach the depth of our sinfulness and the cost of our disobedience. Please do not take this in confusion. Yes, we preach. We preach that God loves. We preach that God forgives. But should it, re- should it really be taken away from this truth? Now, do you think that talaga bang hindi natin pwedeng pag hindi talaga natin pwedeng pagsamahin yung kabanalan ng Diyos at yung galit ng Diyos yung awa ng Diyos at yung galit ng Diyos isn't hindi ba mas pinagaganda nung isa yung isa kapag pinagsama natin sila na kung gaano yung galit ng Diyos sa kasalanan ganun din yung kahinahunan niya kapag nagpatawad siya that sometimes we really do na pinaghihiwalay natin to but you know Grace binds this two character of God together. That God loves and that God is angry too when we sin. You know, grace is brokenness. Ang ganda po ng verse, di ba? Sinabi niya, Lord, hindi akong tanggapin yung galit mo. When we sin, sinasabi ba natin to kay Lord? Lord, patawad, ayoko nang maranasan to. Lord, huwag ka nang magalit. But can you see a repentant heart is willing to say that to God? I would like to bear that anger. Alam natin hindi natin kaya. Dahil hindi naman talaga natin kaya palitan. 
But but at least we know the cause of our sinfulness. Tatanggapin ko ang galit niya sapagkat nagkasala ako sa kanya. Pero alam niyo po ang ganda ng sumunod na verse. In verse 9, ang, ang ganda ng sinabi niya on the following verses, ang sabi niya dito is that, sabi niya, in verse 9, ang sabi niya is, because I have sinned against him, I will bear the Lord's wrath. Tapos <laughs> sabi niya dito, until he pleads my case and upholds my cause. He will bring me out into the light and I will see His righteousness. What's the first point? Grace starts with brokenness and let's try to discover this other one. Alam niyo po, magtitiis ako, ang sabi niya, magtitiis ako hanggang ipagtanggol niya ako at bigyan ng katarungan. You know, in the Tagalog version of the verse, ang sabi niya, si pagtatanggol niya ako at bibigyan ng katarungan. Hindi ba't kakaiba yun? Nang sinabi niya dito is that, I will bear the Lord's wrath. Then the following verse, sabi niya, hanggang, hanggang sa ipagtanggol niya ako at ibabahan niya yung galit niya. Is that this a good view of the grace? that the Old Testament presents to us. That what it says here, what does it say? Nang pag-asa natin ay yung pahupain, yung galit ng Diyos. That we see grace here no longer contrasting the anger of God. Pinagsama niya sa verse na to yung dalawa. Sabi niya, mag-aantay ako. Mag-aantay ako because I know that in you, I have my hope. You know, grace can be found in hope. And this is the declaration of this verse. In hope that God will plead the, the case and uphold our cause. God will plead the case. Alam niyo yun? Na ibababa niya. Ibababa niya yung paratang hanggang humupa yung bigat ng kaso. Parang gayon siya sabi niya. And he will uphold my cause. At iingatan niya ako sa dulo. Can you see from the movement that, Lord, I am willing to bear. I am willing to bear your wrath. At maghihintay ako hanggang matanggap mo ako ulit. Oo, magagalit sa we will face discipline, but where is Grace. Grace is in that hope na hindi matatapos ang araw, ang panahon, ng pagkakataon na hindi kanya ipagtatanggol at tutulungan. Are we getting this? Nakukuha po ba natin? That there is a movement here na pagkatapos niya tanggapin yung galit ng Diyos, sabi niya, tatanggapin ko Lord kung ano man yan. Pero hindi ako titigil hanggat hindi mo ako pinatatawad. Hindi ako titigil hanggat alam ko, dahil alam ko may pag-asa at buo yung pag-asa na matatanggap at pagdating sa dulo ay ipagtatanggol mo. You know, in Micah 7.7, on the first verse, ang sabi niya, But as for me, I watch in hope for the Lord. I wait for God, my Savior. My God will hear me. Can you see? Na sinabi niyang, oo, galit si Lord. 
Pero siya pa rin yung Diyos ko at siya pa rin yung tagapagligtas ko. You know, grace is, we can find grace in that hope. In that hope that God will soon plead the case. Amen? And He will uphold our cause. That for a time He will be angry. But at the end of the day, He is our Father. He is with us and He is for us. And even before he declares this expectation of God's wrath, ang sabi niya doon is, My God, ikaw ang Diyos ko. Ikaw ang tagapagligtas ko. And we can find here this confidence and this boldness that at the end, he'll meet us. Can we see the difference now? Nakikita po ba natin yung kaibahan on how we are, how we try to look at grace sometimes ng very cheap, at ngayon is how we will uphold the value, the high value of this grace that we are receiving from the Lord. That grace starts with brokenness. And it costs us. And here's the second point. Grace is boldness. That understanding this brokenness, we will still be bold sa, front, sa harap ng Diyos sa harap ng Diyos. At ang sasabihin natin sa Kanya is, God, alam ko galit ka. Pero alam ko namang mahal mo ako. At alam ko magalit ka man sa dulay patatawarin mo ako. Can you see the confidence that the prophet the prophet that, that the prophet has? Ilang beses kaya ba tayong pinagalitan ng magulang natin? Ilang beses na nila tayong pinalo? Did that defy the truth that they love us still? Even though ganyan sila? Can we see this? That sometimes we separate the wrath of God into His love, not understanding that all of this will end up into this hope of forgiveness we call grace. You know what makes this different? Ngayon, pag inasar tayo ng kaaway, at kapag sinabi niya na, Hoy, ang dami mong kasalanan, pwede natin sabihin sa kanya na, napagalitan na po ako. Pero tatay ko pa rin siya. Dinisiplin niya na ako. Sinubukan niya na akong itama. Nagpapatama ako. At alam ko pagdating sa dulo. Tatay ko Hindi yung mumultuhin tayo hanggang dulo dahil hindi na-deal ni Lord sa buhay natin yung mga bagay na to. And you know, sometimes He deals it with His wrath, with His discipline. You know, sa Tagalog, basahin natin yung Micah 7 dito. Sa Tagalog, I have a Tagalog translation there. At ang sabi niya dyan, mga kaaway ko, Sabi niya, di ba, my enemies don't gloat over me. Ang sabi niya doon, mga kaaway ko, huwag kayong magalak dahil sa nangyari sa akin. Inamin niya na, di ba? Oo nga, iniwan ni Lord to. <laughs> Oo nga, naparusahan, nasaktan siya. Oh. At siguro, inaaway-away, tinutulig sa siya ng kaaway niya. 
Sabi niya, kung ako may madapa, muli akong babangon. Kung ako may nasa kadiliman, tatanglawan ako ngayon ni Yahweh. Because I know that this will just last for some time. But the end word is forgiveness and hope coming from the Father. Inamin niya ang pagkakadapa, ang kadiliman, ngunit nakikita ang pagbangon at ang tanglaw na dala ni Yahweh. And we see that this is all a part of His grace. That the brokenness, that brokenness is still grace. Hindi lang siya naglilin sa boldness. Hindi rin lang siya naglilin na basta confident ako na mahal ako ni Lord. But you know, grace can sometimes appear as as hurt, as suffering, as discipline, as wrath. You know, grace is boldness on the hope. Grace is boldness that God hears. And grace is boldness that He might be angry, but later on He'll forgive and He will save. Alam niyo po, grace is not cheap. It costs a lot. If you'd like to know how much, we have to see Jesus dying on the cross to know that that is the cost of grace. And if Jesus died in the seriousness of our sin, then we know how much how much it shall cost every sin that we are doing. Dapat alam natin kung ano yung alaga ng bawat kasalanan na ginagawa natin dahil nakita natin kung paano pinagbayaran ni Jesus lahat ng sins. And how Christ paid for it. Sometimes we just appreciate yung Easter. Tama po ba? Na-appreciate natin yung Easter, yun yung pinakamagandang bahagi ng Holy Week. Bakit? Kasi doon nabuhay ang Diyos. At anong ibinibigay na, na, na mensahe nito sa atin? Na sa bawat pagdapa ay may pagbangon. Tama ba? Sa bawat kamatayan ay may buhay. Well, that's good. But we appreciate that. But you know, the climax of the Holy Week and our recognition of the last acts of Jesus here on earth is not on the Easter. We have to realize na bago pa sa makapunta ng Easter, may namatay muna. And that is the cause of sin. We will really appreciate that there is a great meaning in the realization of our sinfulness. There is really a great meaning in appreciating the wrath of God. On this hope, pag nagkakamali tayo, nakafocus tayo sa pagbangon, tama ba? Kasi may Easter naman eh, may resurrection. Aayusin to ni Lord lahat. On the hope that it gives. But remember, we have to remember, we always have to remember that Easter come without death. That resurrection won't appear without death. And we have to appreciate the death. And that is our sin. That Christ is crucified. And us too shall be crucified before we become resurrected. Nakita po ba natin? Gano'n katagal bago tayo namatay sa huling kasalanan na ginawa natin? Gano'n tayo 
kailan yung huling pagkakataon na nung nagkaroon tayo ng kasalanan na matay yung puso natin? That we cried over it. That we repented and we, we, we delve or we dive into the depths of our sinfulness because we know and we understood that this is the cause of this sin. You know why we don't experience resurrection coming from the Lord? It's redeeming power. Kasi hindi naman tayo namatay eh. Una pala. Hindi tayo nahirapan sa mga kasalanan na ginawa natin. Hindi natin nakita yung kamatayan at kawalang pag-asa natin dahil itinago natin yung mata, yung kasalanan na yun sa mga mata natin. Believing that that is already forgiven. That we can just be indifferent about it. Hindi na natin kailangan. Wala na tayong pakialam doon. Dahil napatawad na siya. But we have to realize. We have to realize that it caused death before resurrection. And we have to die of our sin. Realizing the depth of every sin. You know, we will only appreciate grace through death. Death signifying sin. And this is how grace works. You know, I would like to end with this challenge from Bonhoeffer again. At ang sabi niya dito, tignan natin to. Sabi niya, the only man, if you would like to see the cause of grace, sabi niya, the only man who has the right to say that he is justified by grace, you know how? Is the man who has left all to follow Christ. Sabi niya, ang may karapatan lang na magsabi, na siya ay ipinagtanggol, siya ay ginastify na ni Lord through grace, ay yung mga tao lang na iniwan ng lahat para kay Kristo. This is the cause. This is the cause of accepting it. That we have to die on our own. You know, this is what Jesus did. And this is what we shall do. Ito yung ginawa ni Jesus. Realizing the, yung, yung kasalanan ng buong humanity. He died on the cross because he knew that, he knows yung lalim nun, yung cost nun, yung value nun. And this is what we shall do as well. That we have to die on the cross in order to receive it and just to be justified. Just to be given this redemption coming from the Lord. The challenge and true definition of grace. Alam niyo po yun, bago tayo tumanggap ng biyaya, kailangan natin makita kung magkano to at ang sukat nito ay yung buhay natin. At ang sukat nito ay yung lalim ng pagkakamali ng bawat isa. Grace is not cheap. Grace is costly. If you are taking it ng sobra-sobrang dali, alam niyo po yun, there's something wrong with that. Because grace shall cost a life. Initially by the life of Christ, which has given us hope 
to also give up on your own. Grace caused the life of Jesus. And soon, in the fulfillment of it, it will cost our life. Mura ba masado yung biyaya na tinatanggap natin? Madali basado yung kapatawaran na tinatanggap natin? Then we don't know grace because it cost us everything. Grace is brokenness. Grace in bo- is boldness. And grace shall be appreciated as, co- as one that is costly. Sige po, let's close our eyes and we will pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for today. Patulad kami ng mga Israelita, Panginoon, na masyado namin tinignang madali ang pag-ibig mo. Not realizing that in that love, someone died for us. That Jesus died, Lord, so that we may be saved. And it isn't as easy as that, God. Hindi mura ang biyaya, ang habag, ang kapatawaran na inihahandog mo sa bawat isa. But as how Jesus died for it, we shall die on our own, God. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you are empowered and encouraged to have passion for God and compassion for people.